It's time for Fat Dude Digs Flicks with your host, Andy the Fat Dude. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks. I am your resident fat dude, Andy, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, And the goal today is to just kind of rant on a subject that is uh, very uh, in the... In the in the in the world, it's out there in the universe right now. Uh, I didn't sit down and organize my thoughts at all. I thought about doing a written rant and just posting it and seeing how that went. But I think trying to shoot from the hip uh, and just talk about it might be the best way to go. Plus, I've got to thaw my car uh, out of this Sioux Falls ice freeze this this winter that will never go away. Oh God make it stop. Uh, But before I get to that subject, uh, I want to do just a quick couple of plugs here. Uh, On Facebook, you know, follow follow me, of course, on Facebook at Fat Dude Digs Flicks. Uh, But also, I just want to bring to your awareness, uh, Backlot 605, it's a couple guys do the main show, but they've got a whole team behind their their, uh, podcast, movie page, Posting reviews and all that good stuff. Definitely give Backlot 605 a follow. Uh, give Midwest Movie Talk. I think that's what it's called, right guys? Midwest Movie Talk. Uh, a follow as well. That's uh, Blake and Jameson. Oh, uh, uh, Casey and Brian run Backlot 605. And Blake and Jameson do Midwest Movie Talk. Their reviews, their articles, their kind of reflections. Like when you, uh, you know, like I do with the avocado reheat, the the reheat with the golden avocado rewatch. Um, you know, you go back and watch something that you haven't seen for a while to see if you like it more, see if it's as good as you remember, any of that stuff. Uh, they do that over there, and then we're all kind of trying to contribute under the umbrella of the Sioux Falls Film Community page on Facebook. Follow all three of those things. Uh, Right now, Backlot 605 especially, uh, they have a podcast up with an interview with Andrew Keitlinger. Uh, He is the director of um, this movie coming out called Tater Tot and Patton. It is filmed in Sioux Falls. He's a South... Or not Sioux Falls. uh, Filmed in South Dakota. He is a South Dakota director uh, from this area. And the film stars uh, Jessica Roth of uh, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. Uh, That we will be playing here in Sioux Falls this weekend at the Wells Fargo Cynodome. Uh, so definitely give give that movie a look. I'm really bummed because I have to work this weekend, so that sucks. Uh, not going to be able to check that out. I'm a little disappointed in that. But I still think that if you're listening and you live in this area, uh, there are at least three opportunities opportunities to go see it this weekend. Uh, on Saturday, there is a Q&A with the director at the Wells Fargo Cynodome. It's at 7 p.m. each of those screenings. So if you've got nothing going on, uh, that's a good thing to do. Support support your, your local independent film community. Uh, yeah, I plugged their pages. Let's see, what else do I have to talk about really quickly? Uh, I don't know, but, so let's just jump right into, uh, what's kind of been rubbing me the wrong way, uh, the last few days on the internet. So recently, 
Uh, director Steven Spielberg, legendary director Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest filmmakers of our time. Steven Spielberg. So anything that comes from this point, uh, just know that I love and respect Steven Spielberg as a filmmaker. I am a huge fan of his filmography. Like, I don't know how many times I've watched most of them. E.T., Jaws, the Indiana Jones series, uh, minus Crystal Skull, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List, you know, the list goes on. This is a genius, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, genius filmmaker who was just responsible for so many of the greatest films uh, of the last uh, 40, 50 years. I don't know how long now. I can't math. It's early. Um, legendary filmmaker. Recently, Steven Spielberg uh, released a statement saying that he was going to uh, for the next governor's meeting for the Oscars, uh, try and petition for either clearer rules of eligibility or that Netflix's uh, offerings should not be eligible for Oscars. He says that they are TV movies and not uh, Oscar, not Academy Award um, films. Uh, this has sparked a lot of fire back and forth between uh, the filmmaking community and Netflix. Did I say it was Netflix? I'm sure I said it was Netflix. A um, lot of back and forth between people who support both sides of this, I this issue. Uh, Netflix uh, tweeted back to him saying, not, not to him, but made a very general blanket statement that they like to make their films available to people at the same time. Uh, you know, it was a very, it was a, it was a really nice sentiment. Well, of course, that was belabored by lots of film critics online this morning <laughs> because nobody can just take anything as good. They have to weigh their opinion, uh, throw their opinion back out there. Uh, so I'm going to do my part uh, and state my opinion. Uh, I think this is uh, an old man yelling at a cloud, uh, going outside and not really being aware of the times. Uh, this is something that Steven Spielberg has done repeatedly in the past. This is not anything new. Uh, Steven Spielberg was against the uh, release of VHS uh, when movies were uh, first coming home, uh, coming to home video. He was against his movies being put on VHS. Uh, eventually he gave in, uh, which allowed for, you know, E.T. to come out finally for sale in 1988. Uh, then, of course, the indie movies and so on and so forth. Uh, then, when DVD came out, uh, Spielberg was anti-DVD. Uh, I read an article, I cannot remember exactly what it said, uh, but this was when DivX was still a thing. I don't know if you know what DivX is. DivX was a service that was kind of orchestrated by Circuit City, uh, and all of the DivX discs, it was a rental system. You would have a DivX Blu-ray player, or DivX DVD player, that you plug into the internet, and you would rent a disc from Circuit City, the disc would be activated for like a period of, I think it was 24 to 48 hours. And then the code would shut off 
because your phone, you know, your, your your DVD player was hooked up to the internet, so it would it would shut the disc down. So you'd have you know throw it away. Uh, also, all of these discs were coated with DTS. DTS was a sound system that Steven Spielberg had money in, uh, and they were all of the DivX discs were guaranteed to be. Uh, DTS ready uh, DVDs were not all guaranteed to be DV, uh, DTS ready so he was pushing for DivX uh, not DVD uh, he has done this yeah, a couple of times where when technology changes he gets kind of high and mighty and plugs the theatrical experience Though I kind of doubt that the man has seen a movie in theaters in public uh, for quite some time, I would just I would just wager to guess that it's been you know it's been a few years since old Stevie had to fork over some money and go to the AMC theater to to see uh, you know I don't know Iron Man or something. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is just I think he's out of touch here, and I think. I think what he wants to do, I think there's some some validity to what he wants, but I think, you know, it's it's like a back and forth. I think that to be Oscar eligible, Netflix should have a theatrical window, you know, before it arrives on Netflix, uh, where the movie plays in theaters for, I don't know, a couple of weeks, and then it's released on Netflix. Now, I like that idea a lot. I think that's a great idea, and I think definitely, if something wants to be Oscar eligible, it needs to play in theaters. I think that needs to be readily available, and I think Netflix kind of has to play ball a little bit on that, and not, you know, dictate exactly, you know, what showtime, you know, where they want it, all that stuff, because that's something that they really kind of uh, dropped the ball on with Roma, is that they were very particular about how that movie would screen which I get to an extent because you want your film to have the best presentation possible but you know you've got to leave that in the hands of the people that run the theater and not lay down all these rules or else people are going to get upset at the same time I think we need if we're going to bend these rules a little bit so that Netflix has to put their movies in theaters to be eligible. I think we also need to finagle these rules a little bit so that a movie is not just released in New York and Los Angeles and Chicago and Minneapolis for one day before the end of the year to make it eligible. I think these movies need to be released wide. It doesn't matter how big or how small. I think these movies need to be readily available everywhere. Uh, this is coming from a person who wants to be able to see movies instead of having to wait three months after they're released for them to maybe show up in theaters here or find them online. If you are going to fight technology and how things have improved, you need to be willing to make some changes yourself. Uh, you need to make things more available to people. You need to make things so that everyone can see them because it's it's doesn't really come off as fair it kind of adds to the whole elitist vibe that I think a lot of people feel towards the academy anyway um, 
yeah, it's just it 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 just doesn't seem right. I think there's a lot of sour grapes going on there, and I think it's it's a, a changing technology. Uh, you know, my personal feelings towards Roma aside, I think Netflix what Netflix did with Roma is, you know, basically what Alfonso Cuaron said. I mean, how many people would fork over a ton of money to screen a black and white film, you know, to produce a black and white film about a uh, 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 Mexican housekeeper in Mexico that really, I mean, doesn't say much. It's just a very quiet film. Like, I can't think of any major studios that would fork over a bunch of money to do that, no matter if Alfonso Cuaron is is, uh, involved in it or not. Uh, Netflix is a studio that is willing to do that. They're willing to throw money at, you know, mid-level budget movies uh, that that tell stories. Now, yeah, they they have some crap on there. Like, I mean, you know, there there are two movies that Netflix really put into, like, two feature films that Netflix put into awards consideration last year, and then a couple of documentary shorts. Um, but, like, you know, a lot of the other stuff on there is, you know, Game Over Man, or whatever that movie is with uh, Sam Worthington, Sam Huntington, whatever the guy, the Avatar guy, uh, the one about the Titan, I think is what it was called. You know, there's some real shit on Netflix, and they know that. But at least they are trying, you know? There's something there every once in a while. And when Netflix knows that, you know, they're going to lodge a campaign. And I think they did that with with Ballad of Buster Scruggs and with Roma this year, where they did play it in theaters. Now, again, with Roma, they had some very tight restrictions on uh, how they would screen that film. I think they need to make some concessions so that, you know... If this rule were to change, uh, you know, they need to be a little, little more lenient. If it's not, even if it's not going to change, they need to be a little bit more lenient with what they make theaters do. But it's, it's frustrating to me to think that a filmmaker who has been around for so long and really champions the medium, uh, is so anti a company that is also trying to champion the medium. At the end of the day, it's all about money on both sides. Like, Spielberg wants, you know, he wants money for his projects. He wants to be able to put his projects out in the theater, and he wants people to be able to see it in the theater. Uh, Netflix wants money from their subscribers. They want money from whatever, so that they can uh, be a lucrative company. It's It really comes down to money at the, in the grand scheme of things, but I think this is just this is a stupid argument. Like it really is. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's just incredibly frustrating, and it's incredibly narrow-minded. I think from from someone who, like, why would you do this? What does it matter to you? And now, you know, this 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 year. Uh, the Irishman, with uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, will probably be in the conversation at the end of the year. Like, I want Spielberg and his buddy, his old film school chum, Martin Scorsese, to sit down and have this conversation 
and I wonder how that's going to go. Maybe Marty can bring Pacino and De Niro and Keitel and Pesci with him uh, to the sit-down, because, I mean, if, if... I mean, Spielberg will bring Harrison Ford, but Harrison Ford hasn't made a complete sentence of his own volition in, I don't know, ten years at least? Uh, 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 plane. Fly. Fly plane. So, yeah, I mean, it's a situation that I think is really stupid. Uh, it's, it's, it's stifling creativity. Um, I can understand, like, if a movie doesn't screen at all. Like, I get that. I get that. But, you know, we're fighting for screenings of films, and Netflix is willing to do that. But I think everybody needs to broaden their scope a little bit if they're going to talk about the eligibility of a film for screening. Um, Because I'm trying to think of stuff from this year. I think we got Leave No Trace here in Sioux Falls for a week at the beginning of the year. Uh, You know, midpoint of the year, whenever it was released. Uh, You know, the wife was here for a week. It's like these movies are here for a very short amount. We never got If Beale Street Could Talk. Like, these movies are ones that people are interested in. And sure, maybe not $100 million worth of people are interested in, but there's an audience for them. So, I mean, distribute these movies. Spread them out. Like, that's the whole joy of this medium. And if you get to sit at home... And watch your movie on a screener, not going to a theater, don't complain about a movie's distribution. Like, really. I mean, honestly. Like, it's just... I don't I don't get it. So, I get really frustrated with this. I think this is silly. Uh, I think... I, I get it. There is, there is a... Something very special about being able to see a movie in theaters. Like, it is, it is a great experience, and it's something that I don't want to lose out on, and I don't think, I don't think we as a culture want to miss out on that. But, at the same time, sometimes thre- theatrical experiences kind of suck. Like, you know, you go to a movie, and people are talking, and they're on their phones. Like, Sioux Falls needs an Alamo Draft House, because, or, or, Cinemark needs to go through the same process that excuse me, that Alamo Draft House has because that no talking, no texting during a movie thing, no using your phone, if you if you use your phone, if you they have to come and, and talk to you, you get kicked out. Beautiful, brilliant, do it. It is it is great because people can be rude and annoying and disrespectful. And on the other side of all this, too, like, there are filmmakers that get an opportunity because of Netflix. Uh, Ava DuVernay uh, made a great tweet where she said that only one of her films... I'm going to cough, I'm sorry. (coughs) Only one of her films saw uh, international, worldwide distribution. Uh, Not Selma, not her Academy Award-nominated Selma... Not big, huge, mega uh, budget film released by Disney, A Wrinkle in Time. It was 13th, the Netflix documentary about the 13th Amendment. That got worldwide distribution. For 
a service to kind of, you know, take a chance on black stories, on uh, films by black filmmakers, on films by women, on films by Hispanic filmmakers. Uh, I don't know if you've looked on Netflix lately, but there is quite the foreign film section there. Like, even if you've never heard of it, like, it's there. There's there's a, a great uh, a Korean drama section. Netflix takes a chance on stuff like that, and I get that some of that is a TV series, but so much of that is move. Uh, they're they're films too. Um, to stifle an audience, to, to to stifle a set of filmmakers by saying, you know what, great, I'm glad that Netflix allows you the chance to let your voice be heard, but you definitely shouldn't be in consideration for our highest honor, you know, where we recognize the best of the best. I think uh, quality should dictate that. And, you know, Netflix is a streaming service, but they're making motion pictures. So, maybe distribution is what you want. Maybe you want to put the movies in theater, and maybe that will solve the problem. I feel like I'm very repetitive on this thing. I'm really just ranting off the top of my head. I should have probably sat down and wrote some stuff, but this is really just rubbing me the wrong way. I feel like Spielberg is very out of touch here, and I heard yesterday on a podcast that uh, filmmaker Joseph Kahn was really in, you know, coming in support of uh, Steven Spielberg. Well, that's someone you really want to have in your corner. I don't like Joseph Kahn. I've I've listened to him on a few podcasts, and uh, yeah, he's real charming. Um... Yeah, so I just I feel like this is someone who's who's out of touch, and really kind of losing sight of where he came from. I I will never disparage the man's body of work, and I will make sure that I see whatever his next film is because I have no doubt that I will probably love it. But dude's got to lighten up a little bit because this is ridiculous. It feels like sour grapes. It feels like uh, someone who's not with the times. Uh, that just is afraid and doesn't know how to embrace technology. It's learn how to program your VCR, Mr. Spielberg, and get off of Netflix's dick. Well, no, because that wouldn't be it. Because it's not, it's not, uh, it's not good. Anyway, this is this this. You can look up stuff online to kind of get a little more detail as to what's going on here. Uh, the main thing is, you know, whether I liked Roma or not, or whether I really enjoyed Roma or not. I certainly respect it. I think it's be- a beautiful looking film. Uh, it might be dull, and in comparison to other foreign films that released this year, other international films that were released this year, uh, it's odd that that was the one that was had all of the weight behind it when things like Shoplifters and Burning existed and they were uh, better. Uh, but I will. I have to say that I completely respect Roma, and I completely respect how it came to be, and I think we need things like that. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs was also a Netflix film, and that was great. Uh, and that's one that you know, thank you to Netflix for for getting it out there. I mean, who's? It might be Joel and Ethan Cohen, but it's a basically an anthology western. I don't know who's who would else would get behind that. So, look this up online, read some stuff about it, kind of come up with your own opinion. What, what do you think? Where, where do you stand on this issue? Should Netflix films be eligible for Oscars, or are they made for TV movies, and they should go into Emmy consideration instead? 
And, you know, one way or the other, if they, if they do get knocked down to Emmy status, what do you think this will do to the landscape of cinema and television? Uh, send me a message at fatdudigsflicks at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a note in the comments section on Facebook or Instagram as well. Uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram at fatdudigsflicks. Also on Twitter and Letterboxd. Just do a search. You can find me. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, I would really like to get out to more people and the best way that I can do that is if you rate and review this podcast uh, that way more people will see it Uh, the YouTube channel is still active and yes videos are are coming thanks to uh, my lovely girlfriend and her awesome birthday present Uh, I am now inclined to make YouTube videos once again I just have to come up with the content it's on me now so yeah that's going to do it for this episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks Again, please, shoot an email my way if you have an opinion on this issue. It's something that you might not care about, and in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But if Netflix is going to keep making films that have kind of the caliber of Roma, whether I like them or not, I certainly respect them. But if they're making that kind of product and they're supporting filmmakers, uh, I think to... Uh, exclude them is just stupid. Uh, if you're with me or against me, again, send an email to fatdudigsflicks at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks. <laughs>